last week on The Slut Show. They're just trying to control what we do with our bodies. Again, cisgendered people controlling trans people's bodies yeah. while who is in charge of your body? I th I'm pretty sure you are the yeah, only yeah. one who is in charge of your body. So they are creating an atmosphere which pushes you into treatment when you're not sure which yeah. is the fucked up part. Absolutely. We need to include trans people in the process because we know best uh, what how it feels in our bodies. And it's really strange that there are no trans people working there. Yeah. What would you say is the sluttiest thing, kinkiest, fetishist thing you've ever done? We do so much kinky stuff. You can name a couple. We have all the time in the world, honey. That's true, that's true. <laughs> it's crazy. I have so much discussion with people who say, but it's just not uh, grammatically not incorrect. Grammatic. Fuck you. This week on The Slut Show. What the <laughs> fuck is radical about wanting to be treated Fucking equal. That's not radical. So, Fuck me. When did you learn about feminism? You are the only one that you have to deal with your whole fucking life. So you better you better start being friends with yourself. Better fall in love with yourself because you're the only one there. Yeah, right exactly. now we think that fat is unhealthy, which is not the case. Look at I fucking Lizzo. She can dance and sing and twerk and play the flute for two hours straight. And you're going to tell me that she's unhealthy? You're like, going to tell me that I'm healthier than Lizzo is? Don't fucking <laughs> like, think so, honey. So stupid. Yeah. I, I walk up one pair of stairs. I'm out of breath. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> what the fuck same. are you talking about? I'm healthy. Exactly. I'm skinny, yeah. not healthy. That's not the same. Exactly. You're not narcissistic for liking yourself. Give us the same rights you have and you will same, still have the same rights. Exactly. You yeah. will just not have the privilege over us and that's something exactly. you're refusing to give up. I do have a lot of sluts around me, so that's nice. <laughs> hey, give it up for the sluts in town! <laughs> Slut show! And as soon as we start like realizing, shit, sex is fun. Mm -hmm. That was such an eye-opener for me. <laughs> yeah. Hey you, thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine. Maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary beans, and any and everyone in between, my name is Ellen Moore, and welcome to this brand new studio shot slut show so episode. Exciting. In the studio with me today is plus-size bombshell, patriarchy-destroying, sexually liberating, and empowering singer-songwriter Marluz Bravo. Oh, so excited you. to have you! How are <laughs> you today? I'm good. I am good. Yeah, it was a bit early this morning that I had to wake up, but... It's fine. We move. We move. So uh, everything for the slut show. You're doing exactly. so many cool things right now. You're so talented. We're gonna get into so many awesome things. I can't wait to tell nice. everyone about all of your talents. Nice. Um, but before we're gonna talk about the goods, uh, we're gonna be talking about self love, body positivity, confidence, insecurity, slut shaming, feminism, uh, how diet culture is rooted in um, capitalism, and obviously a whole lot of sex. Nice. <laughs> so nice. perfect. Before we get started and go, The Slut Show with Ellen Moore, the podcast slash talk show about shit you and I have to deal with on a daily basis. About feminism, insecurities, feeling like a bomb ass bitch, and obviously about loads of sex. Enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment. Your weekly dose of empowerment. What's the most empowering thing you did lately? I think that it was the first time that I was wearing like very revealing clothes this summer. Because I'm every every winter, I'm really excited for that moment, right. and every time when it comes, I'm like I have that little little feeling like ooh, it's that time again, and then right. it's a bit. I've like I'm not in not insecure anymore, but I just think about the fact that people will see my body. Right. And then the moment I do it and I walk on the street, I'm like yes, bitch, it's summer again, and that makes me so happy and so empowered. So nice, and that's actually what my uh, first thing was also about, like about that yeah. feeling. Oh my god, like, tell us about that because you you dropped <laughs> your first single, and by, by the time this is out. Your second and, and third, I think. Fourth? Is there a fourth? Uh, no, that's gonna. That's my whole EP uh, in September. Oh, so. oh that's going to be out. When is this is going to come out? Nice. Oh, my God. Stream oh my God. it. Yes, please, please. Um, yeah, my whole EP is actually about uh, self-love. Um, I love it. With a little exception of the second single, which is coming out on the 9th of July. But oh then, my God. whatever. Um, Y'all already heard it. I, mm -hmm. I banged it on my stories for sure. <laughs> you are so talented. You you played it for us just now. And honestly, I feel like you're going to be the new Lizzo. You're going to stall at stadiums. I strongly believe it. Oh, baby. I hope so. You hope will. So. You yeah. will. Thanks. No slut show without slutty science. So let's dive right into this week's information. I got some slutty science for you because we like to stick to facts. Slutty science with a more. 
In the Western world, we are raised with the idea that skinny is a synonym for healthy and fat is one for unhealthy. This idea is so ingrained in our societies that we hardly ever doubt its accuracy. Whether we like it or not, we live in a world dictated by diet culture in which the beauty standard remains to be skinny, white, and cisgendered. One of the things we could consider to be a symptom of the world we live in is the use of the body mass index. The BMI is a math equation which takes your weight and divides it by your height to the power of two. This weight in relation to height calculation was first used by a life insurance company in 1959 as a way of explaining their rates. The simplified equation was criticized by many scientists because it was never meant to be used for individual diagnosis. Quote, the BMI takes no actual health factors into account. It cannot tell you anything about your blood pressure, your glucose levels, your hormones, your metabolism, your strength, your stamina, your bone density, your cholesterol, your immunity, or your cellular respiration. So why is this kindergarten calculation called BMI still used so extensively in every single part of our society? Growing up, I learned about the so-called, quote, obesity pandemic, a problem that I thought weight loss companies were there to solve. However, these companies were never found to solve a problem. On the contrary, this fictional phenomenon they called the obesity pandemic began arising in the mid-1980s when people had already been spending decades using cigarettes as appetite suppressants, using amphetamines, ephedra, dexatrine, the grapefruit diet of the 1930s, the cabbage soup diet of the 1950s. Weight Watchers that started around the 1960s and Slim Fast arriving around the 1970s. Here we are assuming that portion sizes and sedentary lifestyles are causing this problem, where in reality the number of quote-unquote obese Americans did not exponentially increase until the 1980s and the 1990s. Obesity has continued to rise despite all of our dieting and losing half my weight in 12 weeks TV shows, and to me, that just doesn't add up. What does add up is the fact that the companies that sell the weight loss programs and drugs are also the ones funding the studies being used by the medical community, sponsoring doctors and public health initiatives. I hate to be the one to bring you the bad news, but all of this is in goodwill. It is a non-profit organization trying to better the world. This is capitalism. This is an industry that sets you up for failure, making $60 billion every single year, profiting from your insecurities. A diet is not a cure for a disease. A diet is a cure that doesn't work for a disease that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck capitalism. Oh my god. Right. Like it's so stupid. Like if you if people would just like start loving themselves, there would be so many businesses getting out of like business. Exactly. I mean, it's so it's so weird. Like it's not there to help us. It's not there to help you. Like all those diets they're so stupid. Um diets don't work because you only do it for like six weeks or maybe right. half a year and then afterwards you just fall back into what you did before exactly so it's stupid they just want to make money and don't don't buy those fucking supplements whatever right it's so stupid make me so angry yeah it's it's oh my god it's i, I get raging anger honestly yeah. um this information all came from the book the fuck it diet which i highly recommend to everyone uh listening watching uh this book honestly is so eye-opening i um all of the there's going to be a lot of episodes on this season in the next season about body positivity and the so-called obesity pandemic showing illustrating and um why why this all is bullshit yeah basically mm -hmm. because it is hey you we have a new trigger warning system if you hear this sound a potential trigger will follow the first one will follow right after this interruption if you want to see what triggers we are warning you for check out the podcast description or check out the right top corner of the youtube video to see the blinking warning lights with the potential trigger enjoy the rest of the episode you're a plus size woman yourself how did you um get to the point where you are now in regards to self-love um well come along I've come a long way. Um, well, as a child, my mom is a fat woman herself as well. Uh, so she knew how I felt. I've been fat my whole life. And um, so she, she knew like how I felt, which was really nice. So I had somebody who could like understand, understood me. Right. Uh, and my family was always like, yeah, you're, uh, you're beautiful the way you are and you're perfectly fine. Uh, and then in, even though they 
obviously helped try to help me lose weight because still uh, they were thinking like yeah it's unhealthy and uh, they were always like commenting on my food and it came from a good heart but like that is just harmful mm-hmm, totally um and then uh, as a teenager yeah you don't really believe what your parents say anymore <laughs> so i was like i'm not beautiful i'm fat so you can you cannot be beautiful when you're fat and the whole the whole society is telling you that like it's so hard to find clothes. You cannot just walk in, in, into any store to buy clothes in my size. It's insane. Um, and like you would be bullied and men would not like little boys in fucking high school. Right. Um, they didn't want to dance with me on the prom and stuff. And like all those things. And, and girls were always really bothered by the way that they looked and they would call themselves fat. So it's really hard for a fat girl to... You don't really get the chance to love yourself because nobody's telling you that you're that you're good the way that you are that you're beautiful yeah. and also as if fat and beautiful is like mutual exclusive like right that's really weird um and then i was like i think 19 or something and then i came across ashley graham and tess monster like the plus size models right and i was like oh well, god damn oh right. so it is possible and then um yeah so then it shifted a bit and then I was like 21 and then it shifted really. Then like Lotte van Eyck really changed my life. She's right. she's my bitch. Like I love her so much. <laughs> um, she also made the pictures for my EP. Loved um, it. It's so I You told me about how you felt so much more comfortable doing that with 100%, her. 100%. Yes, of course. Because she's a fat woman. Like she knows how to make me look good and how to make me feel good. And I felt so right. safe and nice. And uh, I brought two of my best friends uh, with me to the shoot. So that was really nice. Great. Um, and I think, yeah, I was like 21, I think um and then i totally like got rid of every fucking internalized fat phobia myself good um because before i was like yeah i do feel comfortable in my body but like bikinis for example like they are just not made for me like they are just not what fat women can wear as if it was not a possibility spoiler it's not true (laughs) it's not true it's not true and then i saw lotta and she she just didn't care she just wore whatever the fuck she wanted and i was like that is so amazing and then yeah i started doing that as well and then I like then the body positivity in myself intensified like right. way more. That yeah. is so important. How do you feel like um, because, like you said, it is it comes from a good heart. Family members saying that um, maybe you should lose weight for this or that or that reason, but there needs to change something in the system because yeah, right exactly. now we think that fat is unhealthy, which is not the case. Sex Fat studies became a recognized area of academia in the early 2000s. Although fat studies and human sexuality studies both exist within academia, the two areas are rarely discussed in relation to one another. Like, look at fucking Lizzo. She can dance and sing and twerk and play the flute for two hours straight. And you're going to tell me that she's unhealthy? You're going to tell me that I'm healthier than Lizzo is? Don't fucking (laughs) think so, honey. I I walk up one pair of stairs, I'm out of breath. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have a heart attack. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? I'm healthy. I'm skinny, not healthy. That's not the same. Exactly, yeah. How do you feel like... um, what needs to change how, how can we change it from the get-go from children being born how can we make the next generation less fat phobic uh less fat shaming how can we make it a more safe space for every size of person well we have to break the patriarchy at first because i think correct like, fat phobia is rooted in in the patriarchy as well like you should look a certain way for men um which is stupid um but I, yeah i don't know i think it's really important to have people like uh, Lotte or like like Lizzo like she's so revolutionary like yourself like, also like it's so important um, to have visibility to rep- to have representation like in the mainstream media it's so so important because I didn't have that until I saw Ashley Graham and until I saw Lotte and until I saw uh, Tess Monster I was like oh damn you look like me oh I can actually be at peace with myself that's actually an option right so uh, I think we need way more representation and it's not about only about fat women but also about trans pe- people people of color like uh, people who have like a, a disability absolutely um, I think re- representation is really really important yeah absolutely that's also why the slut show is here now <laughs> yeah exactly I think we should make it more also more attractive to to uh, 
to people of color, for example, or for fat people. Like make make sure that the working space is a safe place for them. Yeah. Uh, that they feel comfortable working there because and that they have representation again. Like it's so important to you. You don't want to go to a party and then never see people that look like you. Like I mean, right. You, and only see people that are seen as more beautiful than you. That is that is stupid. Like that will that will not make you feel good. Yeah. Um. So. Um, yeah, and I think that's also why I'm trying to make my music about self-love. Because I'm yeah. like, where the fuck are my fat women yeah. talking about this? Like, we are there. We are there. And yeah. there are so many strong fat women. Like, come on. We just need to show ourselves. What is the thing that inspires your music most? Yeah, self-love. I mm-hmm. mean, that is just... I also feel like I cannot write about anything else, really. Because, well, I can, but it just doesn't feel right or something it comes out naturally I mean, yeah yeah right because it's like it's just the only option right it's it's really um yeah that's my whole life i have had to fight for myself my whole life so i feel like i feel like music is like such a valid way to to get a message across and my father is a political refugee and we oh, always wow. used to like listen to a lot of protest songs uh chilean protest singers so from an early age on i really like knew i grew up with Yes, that music is so important for people. Yeah, and um, like the Chilean um, uh, president back then said, "There's no revolution without music," and that is ooh, that hit me so hard every time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just th- feel like I need to write about things that I found important to change something. And I know that there are so many girls who had the same feelings as I had, and I just mm-hmm. want to change that. So, yeah. It is so ridiculously important to do that and write from exactly your gut because that's where the true feelings come from. Is it a way for you to process the things that are happening in your life? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, I think so. It's just like, also this summer I was like wearing something really revealing and I was like, oh my God, I wrote this song, like my first single was about that and I heard that song and I was looking that way and I was like, oh, everything comes together and it's like, it's, it's so close. My music is so close to my life. And yeah. that's really, yeah, of course, health processing things, yeah. When did you begin writing your music? How old were you? Um, well, I, um, <laughs> I started writing music really when I was accepted to the Rock Academy. Okay. Uh, I didn't do before. Like I also didn't know. Did you play an instrument? Did no, you sing? I played a little bit of piano, okay. like just some chords, just like now. Like I don't, I'm not a good piano player. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I, yeah, I wrote one song about guys who could eat out really well. Nice. <laughs> and I also <laughs> I did that on my audition for the Rock Academy, and I think that's why they uh, let me in. They were like, okay, you're weird, come in. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're weird. Let's get going. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, so yeah, I actually, and then I had to start writing when uh, I was on the Rock Academy for like projects and everything. And I was like, oh my God, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I have this one friend, um, she's called May Baby. Go check her out. She's amazing. Also a musician. I follow her as well. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's also so yeah. good. And she's a really, really good songwriter. Um, so in the first few years I did it like almost on myself. And now I write almost like actually everything with, uh, with her. Awesome. So, um. Yeah, I'm not a really good songwriter though. Like I do, uh, for me it's like a real long process. For example, like maybe we can just like write so many songs in one day. And for me it's like a whole process. Like I have right. to think about it, I have to take the time. Yeah. Uh, there has to be no pressure at all. Otherwise right. it, can, it just doesn't work. It so don't come out. I just need my time and leave me alone and with so a bottle of wine and then, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you do that though? Uh, if you don't play the piano, you just write a song well, I do play chords, okay. so I can just play chords and okay. then uh, sing over that and then uh, uh, come up with text. Yeah. Do you know anything on how to like compose chords and shit? Yeah, yeah, we get that taught oh, in school. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Absolutely. I don't know shit about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I do know that. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's good. Yeah. You, uh, clearly, <laughs> do you make music as well? But you, I do. But you don't, but you do. Uh, yeah, I I do. So I don't know how to read notes. I don't know shit about music but i do i've written quite some songs uh, it's not a priority right now but at some point i'm gonna come out with it for sure nice yes that's exciting yeah very exciting yeah. would you call yourself a feminist yeah 100 of course yeah right 100 <laughs> figured yeah. um when did you learn about feminism well um pretty early on actually my mom uh well she doesn't call herself feminist but she is i mean uh and she just taught me about it and then I remember me saying like, should I be, should I be a feminist or something as a child? And she was like, of course, baby, you're a woman. Like, of course you should be a feminist. 
So, um, but I got really into it, like, in my teenage years, I think. Um, yeah. And last couple, like, last four years or something, then I got really into it. Right. We all yeah. have been radicalizing. Yes. And we did. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, it's me too. Been we great. better fucking do. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> a couple of days ago, someone asked me, um, aren't you afraid that you're gonna end up being a radical feminist? What What the <laughs> fuck is radical about being wanted to, like, wanted to be treated fucking equal that's not radical so Fuck me i was like okay i care about this person let me not do exactly mm-hmm. that because i felt like it i was like <laughs> i want to scream at you right now but i'm not gonna i'm gonna you know mm-hmm. okay so i said well um i it's too late for that i'm already a radical <laughs> feminist um i am yeah. a radical intersectional feminist and that means that i believe that all um genders all non-gender identities all uh uh, races and all sizes people should have the same rights and frankly i don't think that's that radical exactly exactly like what what do they think of when they like do they think that we that we hate men but then it's then it's not you anymore right Right. i mean that's so weird like that's a question i get asked so much don't you think that it's going to end up being men bashing but but that's then you're not equal anymore right we cannot like act as if men are less equal because that's not feminist i mean men do need feminism as well right they profit from it as well exactly and i don't want to like you us having more rights doesn't mean you have less rights it's not a fucking pie you have uh, to divide it's unlimited rights give us the same rights you have and you will still have the same rights exactly you will just not have the privilege over us and that's something you're refusing to give up exactly that's where the point lays (laughs) Um, what do you do against slut shaming from society? How do you deal with that for yourself? Well, I don't really have a lot of people around me that really slut shame me. I do have a lot of sluts around me, so that's nice. <laughs> hey, uh, give it up for the sluts <laughs> in town, slut show. Uh, yeah, that's Great. really fucking nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember when I was like younger, 15 or something, and I asked my mom, I was like, mom, sex should be nice, right? And she was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I was like, but if it's nice, then you can like have sex with anybody as much as you want. She was like... If you want to, yes, you can. You can just do whatever you want. And since then, I was like, "Oh, that's what? wonderful yeah, that she raised you so that nice. way." Yeah, that's so good. So I always have the feeling like if I want to, and if and if they want to, then we can just have sex, right? Yeah, and it's just only nice. We're gonna have fun. Yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it for I some f- an opinion of somebody else? Like, right. what the fuck. It, I yeah. feel like we were all raised with this bit of misogyny, anti-feminism, yeah. uh, slut shaming, and as soon as we start. Like, realizing, shit, sex is fun. Mm. That was such an eye-opener for me. (laughs) I was like, shit, I'm having so much fun. Why should I not do this with, like, a lot of people who I would like to do it with? Exactly, yes, yeah. And if you don't want to, that's also fine. Yeah, totally. you can choose whatever you want to do, yeah. Asexuality is also a very valid uh, sexuality. You can also be demi, semi, gray, sexual, uh, whatever it is. On the slut show, you're welcome. Exactly. (laughs) It's a safe space. Very good, very good, yeah. This episode of The Slut Show is sponsored by our partner, Aphrodite's Art. Aphrodite is the queer and feminist powerhouse behind her brand. She's an incredibly talented artist who changes the world with her art, and she just so happens to be the designer of our very own Slut Show postcard collection dedicated to destroying the patriarchy and empowering you. Her work is created to empower those who are part of marginalized groups. Her intersectional feminism and personal life experience fuels her art and continues to inspire both me and Team Slut Show every single day. From stickers to pencils, from pronoun batches to stamps, and from postcards to notebooks, trust me when I say you will want everything from her webshop. I am over the moon and so thrilled to announce that we are doing a cross giveaway of not just Aphrodite's incredible work and must-haves, but also our very own Slut Show postcard collection. Oh my god, how cool is that? To participate in the giveaway, head over to at Aphrodite's Art or at The Slut Show with Alan Moore on Instagram. For more information, head over to the link in the description of our YouTube video or visit www.aphrodite'sart.com. How do you feel like weight and sexuality um, affects one another? Weight and sexuality? Yeah, um, your sex life. Well, oh goddamn, up. baby girl. <laughs> I thought I would never have sex with my shirt off. At first, I didn't wow. even think that I would have sex. And then one of my f- my friends had a boyfriend. And she was like, no, I thought that too. But um, yeah, you will find like one, one man uh, that, um, that will make you feel safe. And I was like, that is just not going to happen. Like, mm. I just knew it. And with my first boyfriend, um, we, yeah, took a whole ass long time for me to take off my shirts. I was always wearing like those really tight 
uh, Spanx thingies, mm, but then yeah. like in a, in a shirt thingy, um, which I found really embarrassing. But I didn't want to not wear it because then you, you could actually see my body as right. if people didn't see that I was fat anyway. Right. But um, like that made me feel so shitty. And then I remember my boyfriend once, uh, my ex-boyfriend uh, once just like taking it off. And I was like, ooh, I was I just froze. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? And he was really right. nice and kind to me. Uh, but that was so hard for me to show my body. And then the second man, man I had sex with, he was a bit older and he really saw that he was like, um, also with my first boyfriend like the sex was really rough all the time because right. I thought that that was w- how sex how was supposed to be exactly uh, even though I, I, I do like it rough still but like if I look back I'm like oh, I was not really healthy maybe right. and then with the second man he just saw how insecure I was and he was just like touching my belly oh my god my belly if somebody would touch my belly that's so that was so horrible back in the day um, and then he was just like oh girl don't you be so insecure you're beautiful and he's really like nicely like uh, also taught me how to make love instead of fuck i think right calming you um, down reassuring exactly. you of your beauty exactly so that was uh that's nice he was a dick though but i mean that, that was the thing that i he think did that's right. also <laughs> yay he did one thing right <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> i think it's also very important for men listening i have a couple of white cis heterosexual ooh, men ooh, listening okay, I, okay, okay. they're there they still <laughs> exist even such an audience yeah. um i think it's so important for um anyone who has sex with a fat girl uh a fat person in general to um look at them appreciate them show how much you adore and um like and your their body how much it turns you on because those are all the insecurities that um, especially fat women have as they're pushed into this corner of uh, not being beautiful, which is crap. It's not true. No, indeed. Yeah. You are fucking stunning. Thank you. You can be fat and stunning. Here's mm. your proof. Yes. There's yeah, no, proof. I totally agree. Uh, but I think that that's for everybody, of course. You should right. always make the other person feel like they're like this goddess that you just make totally, love to. Totally, yeah. Uh, or that you fuck. I mean, that's also like nice. And now I see like when, I've, when I'm having sex with men... Um, that they actually find it really hot that I'm so confident in my body. Right. Always, like, yes. after sex, we just lay down and they would be like, I find it so hot that you feel so comfortable, like, so confident and so comfortable yeah. in your skin and so hot. And I'm like, I know, thank you. Right. <laughs> so yeah, good. and it's so nice to have sex when you're comfortable in your body. Like, you can just, like, really enjoy it. It's so oh. nice. Body positivity can be directly linked to your sexual satisfaction and happiness. No matter what size you are, finding ways to love your body will only help you have better sex yeah it's the best i feel like that is something that beginning of your 20s you slowly learn to grow into that yeah and when that change when when that mindset changes it changes for good Mm. because Mm -hmm. you you've seen how sex can be like and you're never going to want to go back to what it was like before being so Mm -hmm. insecure about everything yeah Uh, well i have to say that um when it's not that black and white no exactly like i gained some weight during corona crisis right uh, during quarantine um and then it was so confronting to hear to like my thoughts just fucked me over (laughs) they were just i was i had like the same feeling that i had when i was like a teenager which was really weird and really i was like excuse me what what is happening and traumatic yes it's just like i was thinking like oh now i gained so many so much weight like now i'm really really fat like now i'm not sexy anymore and I, I just like I caught myself thinking that and I was like what the fuck is going on what is what what is this like it was so horrible and then I talked about that to my friends and I cried a lot because I was like shit I worked so hard to get to this point and now I gained weight and then uh and then it was all for nothing right. um but uh yeah I just started to do what I did when I started the body positive journey but um what what was what what is what is it what, 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 <laughs> what is (laughs) jesus lord what happened to my brain what is it you did at the beginning of your body positivity journey um i started to look at myself in a mirror uh because every time i somebody took a picture of me and then i'd be really shocked of the way that i looked because i just didn't know how i looked so i just look at myself in a mirror a lot touched myself a lot like getting used to my own body just like how do i feel um how do i look so and then you just get used to it and then that is easier to love something that you know right uh, and i took a lot of pictures for myself that was also lotta who made me uh, yeah made me do that uh and that really worked 
and then I started posting them and then I was like oh, this is so empowering to it show is. my body in the in the glorious way that she is there know? there's a couple of people who I just enjoy following on Instagram so much because they empower me so much and you are a hundred percent one of them thank you so much follow this bitch on socials because she is just <laughs> I love it thank you you were recently um exposed in a so-called telegram group yeah what the fuck was that what all about what the fuck was that all about oh my god oh my god for those who don't know what what is it let's well begin i there. didn't know that before as well right um, and then i watched a documentary about it the day before it fucking happened oh my but, god um yeah you have like telegram expose group chats and um the one that i was exposed in there's nothing to expose but okay um right we're like eight hundred thousand men in there eight hundred thousand insane really insane you, you didn't know that before no right? no i didn't know no I, didn't, I know i didn't know what i don't even have telegram like i didn't even know what the platform was all about that it was is insane. like the half of the netherlands it's insane it was like i was like what the fuck exposed groups they are like for men who will like put pictures of women in those group chats uh of which they think they are a whore or like a slut or whatever and uh well the and some it's mostly muslim women i believe uh who don't wear like a hijab or anything and they get they get fucked over like so hard and um well i just i was laying in bed on sunday morning just chilling uh, minding my own fucking business (laughs) (laughs) and um and then, uh, then I got like all text messages from people that I didn't know, all men, like saying disgusting things to me, like offering me some threesomes and things, and uh, it was all like I was like, eh? and I got I was like, eh? <laughs> yeah, and people called me, and I didn't pick up the phone, obviously, because I was th- laying there in bed, like, what, what the fuck, fuck is, is going happening? on? Yeah, so I told my friends, I was like, where is my phone number on the internet or something? What was going on? Right. And then some of the men uh, texted me, and they said like, yeah, you got exposed, and I was like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, you got what exposed. Do you, mean? you have me on tape? Yeah, and exactly. I was like, have... Uh, and, uh, well, there's this one fucking stupid guy uh, who... Um, you know who did it? No, I didn't. I don't. Oh, shit. And the police didn't help me. They didn't do shit. Like, I... <laughs> really. I, sorry. Can I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> that that one was bleep, but I do agree, though. <laughs> anyway. Because um, otherwise I'm going to get shit for making people hate. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> Law enforcement. Um, it's true, though. But um, the uh, did you hear all the the outrage about the? F- sorry for interrupting. But did you hear all the outrage about the fact that there were um, policemen who were uh, bullied or after work people were waiting to beat them up and shit, and it was no. online harassment and there was uh, online bullying basically happening, and the police arrested people. So if you work with the police, you can do something against harassment. But if you're a woman oh who gets God. exposed in a group of 800,000 fucking asshole men, yeah. they don't do anything. But because no, we insane. cannot do anything online. No. Fuck that shit. She, no, she literally said... It was so hard because I spoke to the police like three times, I think, or two times. And they were both women. I was like, oh my God, you know how intimidating it can be. Like, why why don't you help me? Right. Um, and she literally said things like, yeah, welcome in 2021. Uh, yeah, we cannot like... Um, uh, check every uh, social platform and yeah you shouldn't give your number to people and i think it was and yeah it was so insane i was so angry i was so angry because i thought that if i felt unsafe that i could go to the police and they would help me and they said like yeah well if they come to your door to your front door then you can call like uh, the emergency like in its way i was like excuse me this is victim it blaming so, at it, its finest it's insane it's really insane i was so so angry um yeah really fucking stupid but I think that it was a man of, I think from Tinder or that I didn't want to have sex with right. or something. I because I wouldn't know who else would do that. Right. Then one of the owners of the group chat um, uh, also texted me, and I was like, "This is really weird. Like you're the owner of it and you're texting me anyway." And he's well, he said like, "Oh, you got exposed, but I took you out of there because uh, I thought it was a bit too too much." I was like, oh, "Okay." I was like, I'm not going to thank you for that. You're supposed to be grateful for that? Fuck that shit. You made that goddamn group. (laughs) Really stupid. So, and he texted me a couple of more times. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then um, he texted me like a couple of days ago, actually, with another number. And he was like, hey, yeah, this group chat, I have a new number. The Telegram group chat has been deleted, but now they made another one. So if you get exposed again, you just have to let me know. And I didn't respond. Then he just started to like say things to me like just, hey, or like um, whatever. And I was like, I'd chill. 
Uh, I, I said to him, like, I chill. And then he said, what are you doing? What are you up to? And I was like, no. Do you, uh, just, oh, what a fucking hero complex. Then, Do you? Ah, oh, was so annoying. And then I said to him, like, hey, I would like you to not text me anymore because I don't want to be reminded of what, what happened. Right. And then he started, he flipped the fuck out. He was like, and I helped you and you're a whore, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, it's so, but I, it's so, oh, it's so horrible. And like, I don't know. It was also so, I could expect that because men are trash and especially those men. So I was like, oh my God, really? Really? Right. It's insane. Yeah, it was really insane. It got me really mad. Um, yeah, so, so that happened. And it's so stupid because the police didn't do anything. So I, I couldn't like, I couldn't do anything else either. I was like, right. now it just, just happened to me. And with and I don't know, it's just so I felt it was so hard to stay that bad bitch when you're like it's right. so invasive with all those men like started texting you. It's so ugh, horrible. So um, this is the only man I let yes. in my life. Yeah, yeah, happy, exactly. happy, younger. <laughs> we love him. Such a mascot. Uh, I feel like it's so important to tell these stories though because people don't realize that this actually happens. This mm-hmm. happens in the Netherlands, which is considered to be oh, it's such a safe country. You're treated treated equally as a woman. What are you whining about? Yeah. Well, this is what we're whining about. Exactly. And like, uh, like in my friend group and the people that I hang out with, like this obviously doesn't happen. But like, and like, right. you're think like that we're going the right way and i was like yes yes it's going great going great and then you you're putting in you're put in a chat with eight hundred thousand people and you're thinking like damn we're not even close we are not even close or other men would tell me like oh yeah but like uh, we're growing and it's going better and better and i'm like yeah that's what i thought but until i was put in that fucking chat so um yeah for every single man listening no matter if you're cis or not if you're a fucking man do your job talk to your boys call them out please please we need you we need men to like call other people out if you claim that you're not a rapist but you're not doing anything to stop your friends from raping other girls or women or whoever they're raping then you are as you're contributing to the problem yeah you're profiting from all of the uh, um benefits you have by solemnly (laughs) being a man and that's fucked yeah it's really fucked indeed and i also see it like when i'm hanging out with 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 men just friends mm-hmm. and then when they're at my house like my i have an all queer house right. and when those uh, white men are in my place it's really nice and i really love them and then uh, we go to another person's house to a man's house and there are a lot of men and then they just change they slightly change like the jokes are different and like the whole the whole energy is just different than when you're with women or queers yeah and that is i found that so annoying i found it really annoying that that is exactly where the problem lays and it is so hard to pinpoint that and to call someone out on something so subtle where you can't say uh yeah this is what yeah. you're doing wrong but it's a vibe it's so, that changes yeah exactly yeah and it's yeah, mm, yeah. we women are ch- tuned into that vibe we know oh shit we cannot do this and this and this mm-hmm. what we could do in that vibe yeah I feel like yeah. that's one of the biggest problems because it's so hard to explain what the what the real issue is, but it's so unsafe. And it's so unsafe. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and like, well, I don't like the friends I'm hanging out with. I do not feel unsafe. Right. But it's just like I just don't like this vibe. Like, yeah. I just don't have time for this vibe. <laughs> right. Just yeah. be loving. Be exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What would you? Um, how how did you learn about the body positivity movement? I think through Instagram. I believe, okay. but I'm not really sure. Like I've been thinking about it. Like where did it, where did it start? But I think that I saw Ashley Graham on Instagram. Yeah, so that's where it started. And then I didn't know that you had like algorithms and like right. Uh, and now it's and shadow banning. That's yeah. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> yeah, but now I have like I made this bubble of like feminist queer right. thing, and that's so nice. That's so nice. It like social media is for me really nice because it taught me so much. And like for me, it just it, yeah, it taught me so much. It helped me so much. Like for me, it's perfect. Even though I know that right. obviously <coughs> Telegram, uh, <laughs> I know that it's really shitty as well. Right. But uh, for me, it did like a lot of great things. Honestly, I f- for me that's exactly the same. Instagram became my safe space. It exactly, became exactly. positivity. Yeah. It became energy. It became good vibes. Yeah. And that is you have to actively work yeah Yeah. you have to actively make those connections follow people you like unfollow people you don't Uh, exactly when i was recovering from my trigger warning eating disorder um i literally started 
because I followed a shit ton of models who were like ex- extremely skinny mm. uh, and me being the anorexic I was I wanted to look like that yeah. um, so I just started unfollowing every single one of the people who I'm like oh I wish I would look like no unfollow exactly that's the greatest tip that I can give you like that's, that's so for everybody at home like right. it helps so much but I also have it with people from my high school I'm like I'm seeing that I'm like I just don't care about you. Why should I follow you? Yeah. Like, you don't give me anything. Right. Like, just, okay, get out. And if you don't want to offend someone by unfollowing them, I have a great tip. Mute their their stories. Mute their posts. You're going you're gonna to keep exactly. following them. You just yeah. don't see anything. There are friends. I'm not going to say who, but who I've muted because they don't have unhealthy, a healthy relationship with food and it just triggers me. Yeah. That exactly. doesn't make yes, me love you yeah. any less and mm-hmm. I would still love to, you know, hang out with you but yeah. your social media presence exactly. makes me unhappy. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And that's also called boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really listening to yourself and also like really acknowledging and that you can detect... Um, um, your your thoughts and your feelings, right? Yes. Yeah, so that you know, like, oh shit, what I'm thinking now—that's not, that's not that's exactly. So my my biggest tip for this is so I have this friend Kiara who I also did a live stream with, which is linked somewhere in the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, other words, it's in the description box or head over to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/buy-a-little-more. Um, and she has this incredible tip, um, which is. That you know the voice in your head who says shitty things to you, who says don't eat that, or who says you look like shit in that. Yeah. Give that voice a name so that you distance yourself uh, yeah, from I heard it. That. Yeah. She called him Jared, which I find hilarious. Um, I'm I'm in doubt between Jared and Elizabeth. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I I use them interchangeably, so mm-hmm. that's a really good one. So sometimes I'm saying something and then out loud I say shut up, Jared. Yeah. Be- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're nice. angry at the voice and that strengthens the healthy side of you. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You started taking pictures of yourself and that really helped you grow. How would you um, recommend for people to start doing that and uh, get into that? Um, well, I don't have any nice cameras or anything. So I just literally did it with my iPhone. Um, and I'm also not a photographer. So it's not that I knew how to do it. Right. Um, but I just started to take pictures of me just standing, like looking back that, that I could see like my back and my butt. Right. And that doesn't even have to be really sexy or anything. But I think it's really nice that when you do feel sexy, that's the time to take the pictures. Yes. Like uh, when I'm home or something, I'm like, oh, today's a good day. I feel good. I'm like, yes. okay, let me take some pictures because that will just, you, then you will see that you look good because you feel good. Yes. Um. So yeah, just start. Like what? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know if I have really good tips on that. I think I just started. I just put my um, self... Uh, selfie stick on there and yeah exactly pressing yeah. The <laughs> i was just like yeah or just putting it somewhere like get yourself like a remote control yes, thingy uh-huh, and i did i didn't have that i don't have it anymore that helps but uh, yeah it does really help Very and convenient. um yeah and i thought it was so nice because every time i see a picture of myself in which i look really good that makes me really happy yeah i'm like oh i felt good i looked good yeah and so and you're still that same person so it's also like exactly, acknowledging yeah. like, i'm still that's me yeah, yeah exactly yeah appreciating yourself at some point in my recovery of body dysmorphia and anything and everything else i um had myself as a background on my phone and someone saw that and he began laughing he was like oh my god why do you have yourself as a background you're such a narcissist and that's stupid right i said this is my myself like you should try it sometime exactly yeah for real though yeah yeah and also you're not narcissistic for liking yourself no or egocentric for choosing yourself like you are the like you are the only one that you have to deal with your whole fucking life. So you better you better start being friends with yourself. Better fall in love with yourself because you're the only one there. If you're not so. going to like you, who else is going to do it? Yeah. You cannot r- depend upon other people's... No, exactly. Just get to know yourself. Like the right. way that you look, also the way that you feel. And then um, like I, felt, I feel like I'm getting more sensitive how, the older I get. Which I actually really like. Because then I know that I don't like certain things yeah like exactly from really specific things to for example i want to drink wine out of a glass with a feet with a little feet thingy uh, uh, because like, a wine glass yeah we <laughs> <laughs> just a wine glass indeed yeah. but some sometimes people put it in like this little thingies why do, i hate why that do people i hate do that. that i just don't like to drink it then anymore like right. and then i just know that i can always drink it in a wine glass because that is nicer for me like and so specific right. until bigger things uh, about for example people that i want to hang out with or that i don't or um i don't know just like parties that i would like to go to or not like 
it's just nice because that then is you can self-love. live your life the way that you want to because yes. it's your life like why the fuck would you live it for somebody else it's totally stupid. and these yeah. sound like very small things but actually they add up to exactly what you need to do yeah. in order to appreciate and love yourself and value all of that um those are the small things yeah that's the shit that counts um, mm-hmm. We're going to be taking a real quick break, but we're going to be back uh, in a second. Yes. Um, but first, can I get some backing vocals? Ooh. Slut Show Sex Position Twister, your weekly dose of bedroom inspiration. Mm. Hey, yo, there's limbs everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's the name of the position. I would say a very advanced one. Interesting to try. Interesting to try. Advanced, but interesting to try. Yeehaw! The reverse cowgirl. Fun for giving the vagina owner the power to decide the pace and rhythm. The snuggly spoon. Especially good for slipping it right in on an early morning weekday. Your weekly dose of bedroom inspiration. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, what is your favorite sex position? Um, I do like doggy a lot. Um... It just hits the spot nicely. Um, and yeah, that's just really nice. And I like spooning. Do you call it like a yeah. spoon, spooning, I guess? Yeah. That's really nice for like when you both wake up and you're just like, yeah. you have sex and then you just like cuddle yeah. at yeah, the same right. time. You cuddle <laughs> and you have sex at the same time. That's so nice. That's cute. Yeah. I really like that. And um, missionary with my legs over his shoulders. Oh my God, that hits the spot. Yeah, you're flexible, <laughs> honey. Oh my God. Yeah, well. You're yeah. selling it. You're going to get some <laughs> nasty fucking DMs. <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, that's what I like. Do you feel like you um, like you use different positions in comparison to skinny p- people uh, because of your weight or because of your belly being there and stuff? Um, What's the difference between fat attraction and a fat fetish? Attraction is having an interest or arousal in a fat person for who they are in addition to their body size. Fat fetishization separates the person from the attraction to the body. This can feel objectifying for some people. A fat fetish isn't necessarily a bad thing, just make sure that all partners are on board for this dynamic. No. No? No, not anymore, I think. But no. Like I don't like to be on top because okay. I don't I, because I cannot really bounce that good, <laughs> so I don't Same. really like that. Same. But there's a lot of skinny girls exactly who also don't like it. So I don't know if that's that it has nothing to do with the way that I look or something. I actually kind of like it because then he can really like touch me really well if I'm yeah. sitting on top of him. It's so hot. Um, I would really love to like bounce real fucking fast, real fucking quick. But I, yeah, you know, exactly. I want to. I want to do that, but I just can't. It's just going way too slow. And then it's makes like, perfect, honey. Yeah, I know. I know. I should. I should practice. But yes. Well, yeah. I'm seeing someone. If if they're gonna hear this, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, sorry yes. for me. No more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so lazy in bed. Yeah. I'm so. La- I can. I can give head for hours. Like for hours. I love to do that. Oh. But um, for this, I'm just lazy. You're, s- you're selling it though. I mean, <laughs> giving head for hours. I. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just really love to do that. It's just really nice. Oh my god! Did you hear that? I think we got mail. We we do. We actually nice. got a question sent over. Um, how do I, as a fat person, begin learning to love myself? Um, well. Yappy. <laughs> Happy gesopen. <laughs> You've been I'll drinking. Be, be. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I think um, just start touching your body, touching your body. Look at yourself in the mirror, naked. Like, how do I look like? How do I feel like? Um, I think that's that's that was my first step, at least, and I think that's really right. nice. Yeah, and start wearing clothes that you feel comfortable in. Um, like, you don't always have to cover your body. Sometimes it's more comfortable to show your body mm-hmm. for me, at least. And to like those spanks and everything. Ooh, in the summer it's hot, baby. Don't don't wear that. It's oh. And people you're gonna will know your fat anyway. Exactly, they know uh, your fat anyway, so don't worry about that. You're gonna and feel sticky. You yeah, cannot eat like a normal person. It's horrible. <coughs> also, I remember like have to having to put it on while you're sweating. Like it's uh, it's horrible. It's like dressing after going to a swimming pool. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, like just don't don't do it, baby. Don't do it to yourself. No. Let that belly breathe and yes, own it and be- love it. Exactly. It's so important. Yeah. Um, who is someone who impacted your life greatly for the better? I think there are a lot of people actually 
I don't think that there's only one person, but for example, my mom, obviously, like all the love that she gave me and is giving me right now and supporting me. Um, but I also had a singing teacher who really, who really leveled with me and who really made me feel really strong, mm-hmm. uh, which was amazing. And I don't know, my friends, I guess, like everybody around me, I just love them so much and they f- make me feel so strong and safe. Good. And they are so, they're beautiful own human beings it's so i just really love them so that's so good i'm so happy for you that you're surrounding yourself with all these people who build you up instead of tear you down yeah yeah i'm really happy with the place that i'm now and everybody is saying that all the time as well like oh we're so happy that we know each other and we have like this safe place uh so yeah it's so good to also be able to express that love in that way yeah have that this mutual understanding of of the shit you've been through because we've all been through stuff and i feel like especially people in the queer community just understand each other exactly so much more exactly yeah how do you see the future right now um well i well so i'm releasing my ep right. and i'm just looking how that uh, will go i want to play everywhere i can <laughs> go, uh, go see her wherever so, she's playing uh, go exactly. see if her if you need like a bad bitch to come play at your event then hit her up, up. So yeah, just making a lot of music and talk to a lot of people. Yeah, I want to have you back on the show to see where you are. That nice, would be great. Nice. That would be awesome. Cool, cool. Uh, you're gonna go places. What would you say to your younger self if you could have a conversation with her right now? Oh God, um, you are beautiful and you're enough. And don't you worry so much about men. <laughs> and uh, you're you're literally perfect. You're literally just you're perfect. Just the way you yeah. are. Yeah. I back that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank um, you so much for having me. Thank you at home so much for uh, tuning in to this week's episode of The Slut Show. Next week, I will be back same place, same time. And this is a little sneak peek. How are you, as a man in, in this patriarchal world, learning to deal with your emotions? How are you, are you learning to express them? Uh, therapy. Rights are not like a piece of pie. It's not like I take a piece of pie and there's less for the rest. Uh-huh. No, rights are unlimited. If you give women the same rights that are given to men right now, that doesn't take any rights from them away. I can't just say, hey, I'm a feminist, so I'm one of the good guys. No, you need to work your ass off. If an eight-year-old faces racism, then white kids are sure as hell not too young to learn about it when their peers are facing it. Don't come at me saying that you couldn't find someone. Fuck off. No, we don't want a dialogue about oppression. Oppression is wrong yeah. and we need to get rid of that shit. You cannot run away from yourself and your thoughts and your past. Exactly. Deconstructing your manhood, that definitely uh, is um, something I try to do every day and it's painful. It's it's uh, confronting, especially. If you want to read the information from Study Science, again, head over to my website, theslutshow.org. Yes, orgasm.org, uh, where you are... N- uh, where you are now also available to get my uh, get your hands on my five piece postcard collection dedicated <laughs> to screwing up the patriarchy and empowering you um, if you'd like to support the slut show in another way you can also head over to my patreon page and buy me a cup of coffee which is only four euros a month and by doing so you help both me and the team behind the camera tremendously please follow obviously Marlouz on Instagram what's your Instagram handle? Um, Luz Bravo Music hit her up please follow also the slut show and the slut show with Alan Moore to stay tuned and be able to send in questions we will be answering on the show don't forget to give this video a thumbs up subscribe to my youtube channel and share the slut show with your friends again thank you so much for being here thank you at home for tuning in and for now sluts out (laughs) love it